the reason that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and pray for mercy and grace to help in the hour of need. He is the reason every promise of God is yes and amen. He is the way and the truth and the life into answered prayer. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us. Today, we're continuing our brand new series, Pray Through. Have you recently thought to yourself, boy, I wish my prayer life was stronger? I know I have, and that's why we've launched this life-changing series of messages on the subject of prayer. I believe prayer changes things because prayer changes us. Not only is God a prayer-answering God, but as we spend time in the prayer closet in His presence, we ourselves are changed. In other words, you really just can't go wrong with prayer. So let's go right to part two of the message, Come, Let's Pray, and see what our Lord Jesus said about prayer. Revival begins to burst forth. We're short on laborers, but He said, Pray about it. Ask God. And I will raise people up who will go into the harvest. A simple glance at history, which I love to read and I read all the time, reveals that God has shaken kingdoms and transformed nations and averted large-scale tragedies and delivered multitudes and canceled sinister satanic assignments and changed the spiritual atmosphere and direction of entire generations in answer to the prayers of His people. The greatest weapon on earth is not an atom bomb or a hydrogen bomb or any other bomb. The greatest weapon and force on earth is prayer. Because prayer will stop the evil hearts that drop the bombs. So the first thing we need to understand today regarding prayer is that God has chosen. It's His choice to act in our world according to to prayer. So what are we wanting to happen in our world? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and do what? Pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. That whole thing begins with an if. If you do this, then I do that. In math, we used to say if P, then Q. If you pray then I will do this. So you can flip it and say, if we don't pray, then the certain things are not going to happen. I believe that God wants to move in revival in America. We're in the darkest of the dark. We haven't seen a dark day like this in a very, very long time. I'm getting where I don't think we've seen a darker day than this since the Civil War in America. America's on the precipice. And what is God looking for? He's looking for people who will understand that He moves in answer to prayer. And there is nothing too hard for the Lord. And if we will ask Him, He will show us great and mighty things that we have not yet known. God will do a new thing. The secondly I wanted to say about prayer Prayer in its simplest form is this. It's how we bring what is in heaven 
down to earth. Isn't that simple? All prayer begins with a desire or need. And we wouldn't be praying at all if there weren't something we wanted or desired and believed that God had it up there. If we didn't believe He had it up there, we wouldn't ask Him to send it down here. So in its simplest form, prayer is bringing from up there down to here because we believe God can do something about our needs and our desires, we pray about it. Now, let me just give you an illustration. Praying is a little bit like fishing. Now, I used to live in East Texas, and I got a bass boat, and I got where I was fishing all the time. I really did become an East Texas good old boy. I got out there on my bass boat, and guess what? I was thinking about this. You never go out. When you're a fisherman, you never go out on the lake, but what you begin with an empty boat. And you take your empty boat out into the lake because you know that the lake has what you want. The lake has what you want. You want fish. You either want bragging rights by catching a big one, or you are hungry. And you want crappie at night. Man, we got so good at eating crappie. Crappie are great, great fish. In East Texas, we had microwave crappie, boiled crappie, baked crappie, fried crappie. We were crappied out. It's great fish. But I, I would go out there and I would begin with an empty boat. And the reason I took it on the lake, because I knew that in the lake was what I wanted. And so I would get my line and I would put bait, of course, on the hook. And I would cast the bait where I couldn't go. And I'd walk it along the bottom. And you wait for that tug. And you know that God is with you that day. And that little tug, that little hit, and you pull. And all of a sudden, you're bringing from where you couldn't go something into your boat that was empty, but it's not empty anymore. But watch this. You had to send something where you couldn't go to bring back from where you couldn't go something you wanted. I think you know where I'm going with this. When we pray, we've got a line and we've got bait. The bait is the promise of God. All the promises of God are yea and amen in Jesus Christ. I'm going to say that again. All the promises of God are yea and amen through Jesus Christ. All your needs are met through Jesus Christ. Every answer to every need in your life is in Jesus Christ. So the bait, the bait is the promise of God. The line is the prayer of faith. And so you bait that hook with the promise of God and you cast into heaven where you can't go but you're sending something that can go and you intend to bring back and put in your boat in your life something from that world to which you could not go, but you could bring something from there and you did it by the prayer of faith standing on the promises of God. So every single day in the morning, I read my Bible, and then I pray. And what am I doing? I'm casting promises into the throne room of God. I can't go into the throne room of God. I'm not in heaven yet. I can't go right into the very presence of God in person because I'm not in heaven yet. Heaven is yet to come for me. The Spirit of God is within me. That's only an earnest of what is to come. But I have not experienced the fullness of what is coming yet. And when I do, I shall be like him, for I shall see him as he is. But until then, the heaven is up there and I'm down here. So I need to send something there 
to bring from there here what I need. So I bait that hook, the promises of God. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's good bait. Send it. And it goes into the presence of God. And when we say in Jesus' name, God says all the promises of God are yea and amen through Jesus Christ. And all of a sudden, my empty boat is not empty anymore because I have received from heaven what I wanted, what I needed, what I desired, what he wanted for me. Jesus said, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them. And listen, you will have them. So say with me, prayer brings what is there here. Everything you need. Y'all can stop. I'm preaching now. You can follow along if you want to, but I'm going to leave you behind. Everything you need is in heaven in Christ Jesus. I'm going to say that again. Everything you need. Everything you need is in heaven in Christ Jesus. Listen to this incredible verse. We've all read it, but think about it for a minute. Philippians 4.19. It is he who will supply all, not some, not part, not most, all your needs. Where from? From his riches in glory. I can't get there, but my prayer can. From his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Did you catch that? Every time that God answers our prayers, it comes from a location. His riches in glory by, through, because of Christ Jesus. Wow. The word riches means here his abundant fullness, his possession of all things, his inexhaustible ability to supply our needs. He provides our material needs from his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and most things in it. Is that what it says? Everything in it. See, God owns all the silver, all the gold, all the dollars. Trump doesn't. Neither does Bezos. Is that his name, the Amazon owner? He made a billion dollars last week just sitting there. And they think, well, I have all this money. No, you don't. Listen, you'll wake up one day and that money will have made itself wings and flown away. Because God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It's really all his God says in Psalms 50, verse 12, listen to this. God says, if I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you, for the world is mine and all. Everybody say all. All All that is in it is mine. He just lets rich folks have it for a while. You never own it. You're a steward of it. But the Lord not only supplies material things from his treasures, But all spiritual wealth, listen to this, in him, that is Jesus, lie hidden. All, listen to all these alls and everything and all. In him lie hidden all of what? The mighty, untapped treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If it's wisdom, it's in Jesus. He owns it all. He has it all. I've never understood why philosophy departments and colleges don't have Jesus 101. 
What they do is they teach you the philosophy of people who ended up losing their minds. Nietzsche ended up losing his mind. Colleges worship Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche, the atheist, they worship him. But he lost his mind. His philosophy got him nowhere. You can read all of the philosophers that college philosophy classes teach, and they all just thought themselves into an impossible, miserable corner. But Jesus was the greatest philosopher that ever lived. His teaching flows like butter, goes down like honey. He took the most profound things in all the world and made them simple. He was brilliant beyond brilliant. He puts all other philosophers in the shade. There ought to be Jesus 101, 102, and then take it further, Jesus 201 and 202. And then there ought to be a master's class on Jesus, and then they come out knowing something. (laughs) I'm jesus up today, right? It's really true. What a profound teacher our Lord was. So while God remains sovereign, He's chosen to move on the earth primarily in answer to prayer. And prayer is the means by which we bring what is up there here. It's that simple. But one last one. What kind of prayer moves God's hand so that what is there comes to here? Let me tell you what Jesus said. Jesus said, when you pray, pray in my name. Pray in my name. Now watch this. If prayer is the door, the name of Jesus is the key that opens the door. There's something about the name of Jesus God loves. I wonder what. You know, I listen to a lot of talk shows. I listen to a lot of radio talk. I'm in radio. I listen to a lot of radio talk. I've noticed something. What, what, what uh, advertisers will do is they will, they will hire the station to advertise for them, and what they request is that the host of the talk show whoever it is, be the one that cuts their commercial so that the people listening to the advertisement have a familiar voice talking to them. So the host will talk about some product and tell you, you got to get this or you're going to die. And when they come to end the commercial, the way they end it is like this. They say, and when you go to the place of business that they've been talking about, when you go, tell them Hal or Joe or Mark sent you. You ever heard that and wondered, how dumb is that? Have you ever gone into one of those places and said, hey, Joe sent me? (laughs) The idea is this. (laughs) The owner of the business will show you favor if you use the name of the announcer with whom you advertised. That's the idea, that somehow you're going to get a special deal. If you go in there and say, Joe sent me, you're using a name. If using an earthly name is going to get you favor with a business, what does it do when we use a heavenly name, the heavenly name, the name above all names, and we go into the presence of God and we say, in Jesus' name, I ask for this, I ask for that, and it moves according to Jesus, the hand of God. Listen, of the seven times in three chapters where Jesus encourages his disciples to pray, seven times in John 14, 15, and 16, six of those he says, pray in my name. Here's one, up to now, remember those three words, up to now, you've asked nothing in my name. You haven't prayed this way up to now. This is new to you. 
Up to now, you've never prayed this way, but ask and you will receive when you pray in my name and your joy will be complete. He's acknowledging here, I am instituting a brand new approach to God. If you read the Psalms, for instance, David will always pray this way, Oh God, and he'll give his prayer. Or Oh Lord, and he'll give his prayer. But he never ends it saying in the name of God or in the name of the Lord. He just begins by approaching God, acknowledging God's name, Elohim, Jehovah, whatever. So Jesus saying, listen, guys, we're going to pray in a whole new way. When you pray as my disciples, I want you to pray in my name. That's brand new. The disciples had never heard that. They've been raised on Old Testament teaching. This was absolutely new. In my name? What do you mean in my name? Jesus said, I will do whatever you ask in my name. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. I'm sold, Lord. Now, what does it mean to pray in Jesus' name? Just tagging the words in Jesus' name at the end of every prayer like you would finish a letter saying, sincerely yours? Can't be that because you know what that does? That diminishes and demeans and marginalizes the precious and sacred name of Jesus. His name is not a meaningless, vain repetition. Or how about... Some have thought that using the name was a way to demand something from God. I demand in Jesus' name you give me this or that. Way to kind of throw your weight around in the kingdom. Some people have prayed in such a way I wanted to duck. (laughs) But God did not arm us with Jesus' name to make us demanding, spoiled children, insisting on our own way. That's not what the name of Jesus is. Now let me blow you away with something. Did you know in light of everything Jesus said about praying in his name that not one time In any of the epistles, in any of the New Testament writings, not Peter, Paul, James, John, or Jude, not one time did any of them pray and end it saying in Jesus' name. Not one time. Well, Jeff, here's Jesus telling them to do it over and over again. Why didn't they? Let me tell you why. Because they understood what Jesus meant. And they prayed in the spirit of that command because they knew what he was teaching when he said... Pray in my name. Well, what was he teaching? Let me give you an illustration. You'll understand it. If I were to give a sum of money, say $10,000 to a banker, went in there and said, here's $10,000 check, and here's my money. Invest it for me in a safe, steadily growing fund so that it benefits me. And then I sign my name to the contract. He then has the authority, because he's got my name, to work on behalf of my name and me. He now has the authority of my name. He can talk to investors in my name. He can make deals in my name. He can act in the authority of my name because I gave him my name. But if he has integrity, he must act according to my wishes not his own. He should only do what benefits me, not himself, because in receiving my name and the contract, he is serving me. He is working for me. He is there on my behalf. So he's not going to go do it to benefit himself. If he has integrity, whatever he does in my name, he does it to benefit me. Are you with me? And it goes without saying, he better not act badly as my representative because however my rep acts reflects on me. 
So here's the spirit of what it means to pray in Jesus' name. We must pray according to His wishes, not our own. See, real prayer is when I understand His will and I come into agreement with Him and I pray it down. And this is the confidence we have in Him. That if we pray anything according to His will, He hears us. And we know that if He hears us, we have the things that we have requested of Him. So there you have John putting an addendum onto Jesus' guarantee that whatever we pray in His name, we will get. John gives us an addendum and he says, please understand that if it's not according to His will, He's not going to do it. We must pray for His benefit and that of His kingdom and not our own. This is real prayer. God touches us and He says, boy, I sure want to save that person. Well, Lord, let me just come into agreement with you, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray until that person is saved. I'm going to pray. Or God says to us, I sure want to meet your need. I want you to understand that I'm your need meter, that I'm your way maker. And we say, well, then I'm just going to pray that you will meet this need, Lord. And we pray, and he comes through because we're in harmony with God's will. We must pray for his glory and not our own. That's what it means to pray in Jesus' name. He's saying prayer in Jesus' name means that we pray according to His will for His benefit and for His glory in His name, reflecting His name, honoring His name. This is why Jesus said, and He's going to give us the reason for all answered prayer. I'm going to close with this. Are you ready? Here's the reason for all answered prayer. I will do whatever you ask in my name so that. Can everybody say so that? So that. So that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That's the reason for answered prayer. Even when God provides you a loaf of bread that goes into your pantry, you go out and tell somebody, you know, I needed bread, and I prayed in Jesus' name because I knew it was His will to provide for my needs according to Philippians 4. And so I prayed, and He came through for me. And right then, the Father is glorified in the Son because the Son is the one who made the way where there was no way, who carries us into the throne room of God. He is the reason that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and pray for mercy and grace to help in the hour of need. He is the reason every promise of God is yes and amen. He is the way and the truth and the life into answered prayer. It's because of Jesus. that's it for this time and I hope you enjoyed the message on the power of prayer and I want to thank all of our Life Talk listeners for your prayers and financial support Life Talk is listener supported and we depend very much on the generous and faithful gifts of our listeners and this month we have a very special offer for a gift of any size listen closely to our announcer as he tells you about this month's offer Now you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross. So call now, toll free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night to lifetalk.tv. 
Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again, or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now, or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. Join me again next time for another exciting message from our life-changing series, Pray Through, where we're going to be tackling the topic, Why Some Prayers Go Unanswered. Until then, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. Come, Let's Pray is the first message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Pray Through. You can own a copy of this six-CD set for just $30 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Pray Through, for only $30 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Thank you.